We've got some fresh hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content before. is Profit podcast. And we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more how to turn that content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. There's a surprise in there for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Today. Like Today, the evolution of content specifically of the charisma hacker oh the official charisma I, hacker I know. Oh. i'm so excited How she was we? definitely you know like a, a, i feel she was a milestone in our podcast you know when we yes. got to her episode back then so this represents another milestone in our massive 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 yes yeah. fancy do we have a sponsor today indeed we do thank you for asking you're welcome today's the sponsor is your own the base bros yeah let the crowd go wild let's go <laughs> with content momentum That's right. That's yes right. we do sponsor our own podcast thank you very much and you might be asking yourself what is content momentum well if you produce long form piece of content just like this one that you're listening to or watching and you want to turn it into value packed bite-sized assets so then you can send them into the social media world like little minions so they can get you some clients Let's and go. amplify your contribution. Boom. Yes, you heard that right. Not to make noise, but amplify the contribution. Let's go. We want to help you out. That's right. Slide into the DMs at Co on Instagram, on Facebook, anywhere really. Just find us, send yes. us a text. We want to hang out. That's right. <laughs> and if you're enjoying these pieces of content, these interviews, us, our personalities, Fonzie's bad jokes, please go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button so you get those episodes on your phone every Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays without a fault. And follow us on social media. I got it. I got it, Fonzie. I got it this time. <laughs> that is right. And the only thing we ask for you guys about, well, the only thing we ask from you guys wow. is to please, wow. if you find this episode impactful, if you find today's guest message impactful and you truly believe it can help somebody else, please, please, please don't forget to share it. And of course, leave a five-star review. Appreciate it. Today's guest is making a comeback. Yes, this is the second time we have the honor to bring today's guest to the show. She has easily been the most energetic guest of all time, but don't let that fool you. The value she delivers is out of this world. That's right. Her mission is incredible. She currently helps female and male entrepreneurs be heard. <laughs> she helps them convert better on video and make people obsessed with them. Have you ever seen any movie that leaves you speechless? I have. Well, that's what she turns you into. Those pretty awesome people that are going to leave you without any words. She has trained thousands, actually, hundreds, if not thousands of thousands. I don't know. So many people. So, so many people. <laughs> I'm definitely butchered this intro of people on her secret sauce charisma hacking, which has grown in an insane way in the past year. Fun fact, she has been featured in films including High School Musical 2 and performed for audiences as big as 35,000 people. She is the real deal. Please welcome back the true star of High School Musical 2, host of Charisma Hacking, the Charisma Hacker boss herself, Michael Jones! What's up, guys? Yeah, get out of here, Zach Efron. Uh, yeah, who are those guys? Who are those we, guys? We don't even know. Absolutely, it's party time over here, and you know, I know. We're, we're ready. You know, when we're butchering the intro, <laughs> that that says that we are one hundred percent ready for this show. Yeah, it's great. 
The, the real secret Macaulay is here is like, you know, today is, it's been, you know, we've been talking for quite a bit. The week has been pretty intense. We just launched a Facebook group. You are an expert on that, by the way. We, we might be able to chat a little bit of that in your community as well. But we're like completely exhausted. Yeah. So or, we're like, we need Macaulay here to like lift us up or, together. Or, or pro tip, start with the mistake <laughs> up front. So then all you can do is go up. Ooh. It just goes up from here. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Dude, Michael, for the, for those who don't know you yet, like you, you know, you came in, I think it was like before the first 50 episodes. So thank you for your vote of confidence. Now we're episode 139. Insane. Right. Will you give us like a little summary of like who you are? Right. Like for those people that need to catch up and I highly recommend go back. We're going to link the episode right in the description. So if you're listening, just go down and click there. I think it was actually episode 28, if I'm not mistaken. Episode 28. I, I was a little baby McCall. It's a baby, baby McCall. I know. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So if you want to share a little bit of your story, you know how, obviously, you know how everything started. Now you have a movement mm. and we've seen it grow. Yeah. We've seen you grow, have fun with it. And it's just Thank been incredible you. to be a part of that journey. So share away, please. Share away. Yeah, of course. I'll try to give you the Reader's Digest version of how the whole thing started. <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah, guys. So charisma hacking is my business. It really is more than a business. Like they said, it's a movement. It's a way of life. Uh, I am committed to getting it in the hands of as many people as possible because it is the thing that makes a difference. Uh, the way that I started with charisma hacking um, really started a really long time ago. Like I said, don't get nervous. It is the Reader's Digest version. But I started <laughs> as a child performer that had a lot of anxiety. Uh, I had this recurring nightmare that one day I would wake up and I wouldn't be able to sing or speak or perform or do any of these things anymore, which when all of my worth was derived in performing that made me really nervous um and i went through a lot of different experiences trying to measure different things uh until i got to the point where i was performing on the program with this awesome guy named donnie osman and he uh pulled me out of this panic attack that i was having because the audience reacted to him in a way that i had never seen before and so i like moved over to the side <laughs> of this room divider of this backstage area that that we were performing on and um i observed what he was doing. And honestly, uh, now I'm like, you know, all the systems that he had put in place, it really wasn't that when I was nine. I was just, <laughs> I was envious of the audience and I wanted to be able to do the same thing. And I felt like the greatest way to do that or the easiest way to do that was to break down very specific things that he was doing and then do them myself and see how they worked. So um, I started breaking audience that way and saw that he was pointing at different people and doing different things in the space saying different things and uh you know tackling different parts of the stage and uh so as i went on to sing right after him i did the same things right mm. and i was like okay i can do this um and it lowered my anxiety because as soon as i got off stage i realized all of a sudden i had created my first checklist the first way to actually <laughs> be able to teach myself if i did wake up one day and my nightmare came true that i wasn't able to remember anything that i knew now I was. Now I could break it down and reteach myself. So it was really the first checklist that I had made, first of thousands of checklists that I've made, uh, really breaking down in like excruciating detail what it takes to be in front of people. Yeah. And these tactics have really been the thing that have lowered my anxiety the most, mm. right? Because as I, um, as you think of like the abstract world that performance is, uh, most people think like, oh, do you have it or do you not have it? Are they good with people on stage or are they not? Are they charismatic or are they not? And yeah. um, all these checklists took that away, right? The checklist made sure that it was a way that really anybody could 
learned that. Uh, even me, who was afraid to wake up every day and have that be gone. Yeah. Um, so all of the details were really the thing that I focused on and it lowered my anxiety. Because instead of being like, am I going to be good or am I going to be bad? It was, oh, am I going to do this with my face, voice, body, you know, facial expressions, all of these different things, this yeah. movement, uh, or am I not? You know, so um, I did all of those things. And then I, I spent 10 years perfecting these checklists until I was 18. And then I was fired from an acting job for being too fat. I know we talked about this before. It was like, it was a very low point uh, in my life. And I vowed to never be on camera again. Um, wow. Luckily, within a couple of years, I had somebody approach me and ask me if I would help them do what I used to do. So I taught them a checklist and we did a before after video. And with this before after video, we were able to actually see the difference. Wow. I was able to see for the first time my checklist work with somebody else, which created my whole first business. I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of before after videos, uh, really proving these systems that I had proven, you know, with myself, but now yeah. it was with other people and hundreds of other people we're doing these checklists and I had before after videos to prove it, you know, so I was helping entertainers sing better, speak better, be better in front of people, build trust with audiences, build a fan base, do all these awesome things, you know, be on camera better, be on stage better. Um, yeah. And it was going really well. Yeah. And then I, I went to Funnel Hacking Live a year ago. <laughs> we just hit the year mark. And yes. uh, I switched my whole, my whole <laughs> persona, the people that I serve. To being entrepreneurs because I saw that the impact that they could have on the world if they just had charisma hacking would be infinite. So that's the Reader's Digest version of the story. Which has been so fun. That's uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Somewhere along that journey, you became the true star of High School Musical 2 as well. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Like we nobody knows who they are again. But that Never. that is amazing, you know. I I remember you, of course, telling us this story, but I, di I didn't remember quite as well the part of the checklist that you said, right? And how that world is a little binary in the sense of like either you have it or you don't have it. And I found fascinating that a checklist can be the bridge between you don't have it to yeah. you have it, right? And that bridge can mean so many things like confidence in people now when they're stepping out, right? They, they know exactly what they're doing. And it's a very powerful concept, right? Because it, it comes down to simplicity. It's something, right, like in a checklist that you can do to literally obtain mm -hmm. something that maybe you see as, you know, so far away. So I think yeah. it's yeah. Very, a very powerful concept that it can apply. It can be applied, honestly, on, on many areas of our lives. Yeah. Something I want to yeah. rescue from that story, Michael, is the fact oh. that you were a nine-year-old, right? And you just simplified <laughs> things and today with all the distractions everything around us we're like oh my god it has to be a, a hundred step process and we're like yeah. no and I, I just observed and literally try to model what he did and that's yeah. it right and, and i think that's a very important reminder for many of us right like And, and I take that to heart because, you know, currently, you know, as many people know, we're building the back end systems of our business. You know, for the last year, like we've developed this amazing content production side of things that, you know, people are taking advantage of. But at the same yeah. time, on the, on the back end, we're like always, every single day, it's like, how can we simplify this? How can we make it easier for not for the team, for the client, for us? Mm -hmm. And that's a good reminder. So thank you for bringing it on because I think most people forget. It's like as complicated as it can get. It's like, oh, it, I, I feel like the perception is the more complicated it is, the better it is, which is completely false. Right. Yeah. So, so thank you for bringing that on and bringing that perspective because, you know, maybe we have to show, you know, our kids or in this case, Fonzie to look at it. And <laughs> if he can execute, we're good to go. Yeah. The really interesting thing too is, um, 
I think, so what I found when I, I, I took a lot of lessons and classes uh, from incredible coaches, incredible teachers. Uh, but what I found that was different is that a lot of, I feel like a lot of people find comfort in the abstract because you can't measure it. And so they can just kind of feel it out, right? They would, they would say things like, oh yeah, that was better, but they wouldn't be able to tell me why. Or like, oh, that was worse. But once again, they they weren't able to tell me why. And that was the really frustrating part for me. Uh, one of the one of the times that I knew these checklists were truly changing my life, not just on stage, but in every area of my life. You know, now I call them frameworks, but they really did. They started as checklists. Yeah. Was I took from three different voice teachers and each one of them, one was in Texas, one was in LA, one was in Utah. All of them were the best at at what they did. They all were incredible, but they all had very different methods to teach how to sing, right? And if I would use one method with a different teacher, uh, I was doing it wrong. And they'd be like, "College, you're not even practicing. Like, that's not what we talked about. And I felt like I was disappointing people and failing. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that with these voice teachers, each one just had a separate checklist and a different Uh, checklist. mm -hmm. And if I could go to one and apply one thing and then turn that off and then go to the other one and apply a different checklist, I could be successful everywhere, right? It's using your mind as an instrument instead of being like, oh, okay, you know, are you good at sales? Are you, you know, moving forward in this way or are you not? Instead, I just started asking myself why, right? So when I started coaching people, I took the abstract of like being good in front of people. And I broke it down into like, this is actually what that means. And this is what goes Mm -hmm. into that, right? Where some people find comfort in that abstractness, right? A lot of people told me, you know, you can't really measure whether somebody's a good singer or not. You just know, right? You can't really measure whether or not somebody's a good actress or actor. You just know, you don't know if somebody's good or bad on stage, right? You can't measure that. You just know. And I just completely disagreed with and I was like, no, listen, you can measure, you can get better. And like with those yeah. before after videos, it really was the whole foundation of everything that I was doing. Because if you couldn't see a difference and not only see a difference, but say why it was different, then I just, I just believe that it, it was luck. Sure. Right. So yeah, yeah, every single thing was just like, okay, taking out the abstract, taking out the mystical magicalness of everything and making it very clear cut and dry checklist of like, here's exactly what's happening. So that if you do get off stage and you don't feel awesome about a performance, a speech, something like that, instead of saying, oh my gosh, that was terrible. You say, okay, what did I do on a scale from one to 10 and all these things on my checklist? What was I missing? And how could I get that to a 10? Right. It also just creates kindness in yourself and it allows you to have an improvement and growth mindset instead of like, oh, no, improvement's a bad thing. Because if I say I can get better, it means I was bad. Yeah. Right. It's it's hard, but it's it's great. Oh, I I love it. I love that that mindset of measuring this type of progress, because, yeah, normally most people come in with. The mindset of whether, oh, I have it or I don't have it, right? Like, I'm so, you hear all the time, like, I'm so awkward in front of the camera, right? I'm so, you know, like, I, I, I joke around with this now, but I was like, oh, I, I get the sweaty pits and whatnot, right? Uh, still and, does. Yeah, still I, does. I, I still do sometimes, you know, when I get nervous introducing <laughs> such a star like Macaul Jones. But, star of high school musical. <laughs> but, you know, you, you hear it a lot, actually, and people are just getting that message and, they just are lacking the steps necessary to get there. So yeah. I, I'm actually super curious since, you know, I, I don't think we've actually had the show with you since you, the show with you. We had it actually before pandemic. So yeah. 
That's crazy. I, I know. I'm curious in that yeah. transition because a lot of a lot more people started to get in front of cameras, right? Started yeah. to talk more, you know, to not knowing who is exactly on the other side of the screen. So yeah. I'm curious to see, you know, uh, uh, or to to hear from you what has been some of those ch those changes in these people that have, you know, started to embrace, you know, creating content in a way, stepping in front of the camera. Not only inside of the camera, but I'm extremely curious to, to know in their day-to-day -day life, because I'm sure this is of massive help in their normal life as well. Yeah, yeah. People people who dive into charisma hacking, the really interesting thing is, um, I think what people think charisma hacking is, is being better on camera, which... Mm. Um, That is a byproduct of charisma hacking. I tell every single one of my clients who like ever signs with me, it's like, okay, if your goal is being better on camera, that's great, but that's a given. You're going to be better in front of people. You're going to be good on camera. Yeah. Um, all of those things are going to come because that's a byproduct of everything that we're doing, right? What we really are creating with charisma hacking is a way to connect with people, right? Mm -hmm. The purpose of charisma hacking is to be able to move people to action. And whether that action is sales, partnerships, engagement, whatever that is, that is the purpose of charisma hacking is creating, you know, I don't, I don't like to use the word authentic because I feel like it's one of those like mystical, magical <laughs> words, but creating that authentic connection with people yeah. so that they trust you so that you can be in control of their emotions and that you can move them to action. Right. So the, the principles of charisma hacking, like you said, like using them in their everyday lives, mm -hmm. uh, we really make people comfortable with who they are. Uh, we make people comfortable with speaking to people about their businesses, um, feeling like they have something concrete to move forward with. Mm. And like I said, we're, we're building an audience for an accurate human. This is a little bit controversial and I apologize for that, but say a lot it, of say time, it, say it, yeah. bring it on. We love this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get We'll get into the weeds here. Oh. But a lot of times people, um, talk about creating a character, to go on camera or creating a character to be in front of people. And I'm not saying that that's not effective because I actually think it is. Probably even the time that we were doing our first interview, it might've been a little bit before that, but where charisma hacking started was just in the tactics. I was a cocky little fool who was like, I can make <laughs> anybody good on camera. Watch me, I can make anybody charismatic, which is true, but That's not the end game to be engaging on camera. That's not the end goal. Yeah. Um, and I was I was taking these people and I would increase their engagement exponentially, right? They get more views, more comments, they'd be more energetic, all of these things. But we were creating an audience for a person who didn't exist. Mm. We were creating an audience for a character, yes. right? So when they stopped our one-on-one -on -one coaching or moved into other programs, that audience went away. Or when that thing that is not sustainable because they weren't themselves, right? When they became themselves, that audience that we built for that character went away because that's not what they invested in. That's not what they paid for, yep. right? We've made a huge shift with charisma hacking with going way beyond just the tactics about being like, okay, what are the tactics that work for you? What are the tactics that we are going to actually build an audience for a sustainable content model, for a sustainable business model yeah. that are actually grounded in parts of your personality that people will be attracted to, right? We create these polarizing things where we're like, okay, we're going to leave. So there's two audiences that, that we talk about. We're going to leave the uh, indifferent masses, the people who are indifferent to your message, that most people dilute their personality so that they can fit the indifferent masses. Yeah. But we leave them behind and only focus on the aggressively devoted, 
We only focus on the people who will buy into your personality, into your message, into everything that you're doing with your business. And those clients, not only do you form a deeper connection with them, but they pay more money. They Mm. stay around longer. They're going to give you more comments, more views. They're more likely to share your stuff. Their lifetime value goes up tons. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, with, with being able to use that in your everyday life, it's, it's not telling yourself like, Oh, the version of me that I am, you know, when I'm with myself is, is not good enough. So I need to become something different. It's more about embracing like, Oh, this is who you are. And we need to make sure that we're showing people the most awesome charismatic version that actually exists within you. And then it builds an audience for somebody who not only exists, but you really enjoy being. Ah, absolutely. That that is extremely powerful. Sorry, I know you want to say some things. Yes, I do. I do. I do. Let me let me talk. I I just want to string my thoughts together because it's not going to be killing me having these thoughts unanswered in my mind. You'd rather kill me. But you you know, Michael, like I I think it's so important what you just said uh, because a lot of people, I feel like they have in their mind this vision. They you have this little voice in your mind that thinks how would you react or say to say certain things. Yeah. But then when you actually say it, there's like a big disconnect in there. It's like, oh, why didn't I say it with the jokes I wanted to say in there? You know, some people say, maybe I like dark jokes. You know, well, it's okay. <laughs> why don't you say your dark jokes? Why are you not, you know, okay with yourself saying that? Yeah. And totally. there's that disconnect. So when people meet you for the person that you're, you actually are, it's like, wait, there's that dissonance in there. It's like, this is kind of weird. And it is like that you... You know, you meet a YouTuber that you look up to. You're always looking at their content. And, you know, a lot of YouTubers are like "Ah, a little bit over the top. And then you meet them on the street and they're like, what's up? Yeah, cool. (laughs) And you're like, you're nothing like I thought you would be. And it's so disappointing, right? And it it reminds me of a story that Alex Charfin told us that he's like, I've met almost all of my heroes in my life. And I've been disappointed from all of them except for one that, that was uh, Wayne, Dyer, Wayne Dyer, right? He's like, from all everybody except Wayne Dyer, Wayne Dyer was the only one that came across the exact same, you know, authentic way, you know, whether that was books, videos, audio, from in person. And I was like, wow, that is so, so interesting. Now, how I wanted to string this is there's this book out there. <laughs> He's not letting me talk. That He's not letting me talk. <laughs> I, I, have, I have not read it yet, but just by... by Reading the title, uh, it brought so many questions. And the title of the book is Personality Isn't Permanent. And I'm just tying this with what you're saying right now, because a lot of people talk about, yeah, you, you know, show up authentically. And like you say, most of the times is that mystic thing that that's in the air. Like, okay, my authentic self. But guess what? Your authentic self can still be improved and become charismatic, which is, I think that's the beautiful part of this and what you do is that you actually allow people to believe that their personalities can improve. It's not that they have to change and be somebody completely different. It's just, you know, becoming a better person overall and more confident in themselves. So, yeah. My question before my brother comes here, and I promise I'll let you, really? I'll let, I'll let no, you talk no, about the next one. Before your question, because like I don't have a question, I just have a comment. I really, I really want to highlight right, right. something that, that she said, and then I'll let you fight. Okay, more, more to call, but you know, no, my call, this never happened in our, in our show before. Just letting you know, this is, you know, this, you're going to be pressing the first brother fight. Pick a bro. Audience, pick a bro. Put it in the comments. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I just really want to highlight a, co- a, a couple of points that, that you put in there, like building 
an audience for a character obviously goes along the lines that what Fonsi just said, uh, yeah. focusing on the aggressively devoted, right? Like we sometimes, and I quote you every time I say this, like you said something on the first interview that really marked me. It was like, your message is your filter. Your message yeah. is your filter, right? And, and how can we evolve the message other than that, what we say is the personality, right? Like we add that element to it and that's going to be the filter of the people that you start hanging up with, right? Like, and, and I think we lived it this past week with the launch of the group. And again, like we, you know, it was completely organic. This was not planned at all. We we're like, oh, you know, Q1, we're going to do the group. No, this was le legit. We share a story. People resonated with it because they've been listening that, to that story over and over, right? And they're like, yep. I want to do it too, right? And now we have 60 people being a part of this crazy challenge, right? <laughs> and, we, and we had the onboarding call yesterday and we, we sat down in the debrief and we're like, wow, every single person that's in here, it's incredible. And we felt good being ourselves. You know, we were a little, you know, we had the jealous like, right here. We were a little nervous before going into the, the private Zoom room with like all these amazing people, right? But as soon as we started chatting, like nothing changed. It was like we were running the show, like just similar things, similar flow. It flew it flew by. It was good. It was fun. And, and that's what it's all about, right? We didn't have to pretend to be something else. And I remember that thing that you said, because since that moment, I think since we started the show, we already had somewhat of a piece of that. We're not very aware, but how we are, how we do the show, embracing the mistakes. Clearly we butchered your intro like 30 times, right? Like it's fine. That's us. Like you're going to see us and that's what's going to happen. Right. So, so I think that's like super, super valuable. And hold on. I have one more thing, Francie, before you do the, the, the very smart, uh, very smart comments. Sorry. My mic is going in and out. I lost it. See, that's, okay. that's what happens. There you, you, can ask your, you can ask there you your question. You go. I'll, yeah. I'll take this over my call. It's okay. <laughs> so my, my question was, you know, since you said that authenticity is something, you know, mysterious that we cannot measure, right? Yeah. I'm sure there must be a way to measure it somehow. So yeah. my question is to you is, have you found that way to measure authenticity? And what can we do to, you know, increase, if this makes sense, authenticity, like within or self or, you know, close that gap between yeah. our inner voice and what we actually express? Yeah. Okay. Such a good question, by the way. So awesome. Uh, yes, I have found a way to measure it. Of course, I'm the measuring <laughs> lady. Um, so instead of authenticity, I say emotionally accurate or emotional mm. accuracy, um, because really what what people I think most of the time mean when they say authentic is just real, right? It's like real or not real, real or not real. And um, the way that I like to say it is accurate or inaccurate, hmm. right? So uh, I will give you an example um, of how I try to make sure that all of our uh, clients, all of our charisma hackers are emotionally accurate in a situation. Hmm. So for example, uh, I was coaching this little boy, <laughs> his name was Beck, he was nine. Um, and it was his very first time acting ever. This was several, several years ago. And he came in, he was auditioning for this play. Uh, he was auditioning for Annie, but it was an all boys cast version of Annie, uh, which was really interesting in and of itself. But he had memorized the script. He was ready to go. And he was really excited to dive into acting. I had taught him singing before. Um, and he came in and you read like the little description of how the scene is supposed to be acted out. And it's like, okay, uh, this little boy, you know, Molly, 
is supposed to be really excited about seeing these boats in this harbor and his mom picks him up and he's excited, right? And it's it's like four lines of what he's supposed to audition with. And remember with my whole first business, everything was based on before after videos. So before we ever started any of the coaching, I was like, okay, Beck, we're gonna do the before video. Are you ready? And he was like, yeah, yeah. He was like this awesome spastic little boy, so much energy. Um, and I was like, okay, ready, action. And he was like, the, the boats, mama. You were holding me up to see the boats, and I was right there on the dock. Cut. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, how was that? And I'm like, really good, Beck. That was great. So this time, what I want you to do, just, just an idea. I want you to be really excited to see the boats as they come up in the harbor. We're just going to be really excited about the boats. Ready? Action. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The boats, mama. <laughs> You are holding me up to see the boats. I see the boats in the harbor right there. Cut. And I was like, okay, <laughs> good, awesome. So what if we do this? So Beck, I want you to tell me about your very favorite thing in the world. And he's like, my puppy Snickerdoodle. Snickerdoodle is the best puppy in the world. And when I tell her to sit, she sits. And when I tell her to stay, she stays. And I was like, okay, okay. So here's what we're going to do. I want you to talk about Snickerdoodle. But now we're going to talk about the boats as if they are snickerdoodle. That's what we're going to do. Are you ready? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, actually, he's like, the boats, mama. You're holding me up to see the boats and I can see them in the harbor right there. I was like, okay. So what happened is Beck didn't have any emotional context for, no. for his copy, essentially. Mm. right? This scene that he was supposed to act out, he had no emotional connection to these boats. Yep. He had no idea what being excited about a boat was supposed to be. Yeah. But he did know excitement about his puppy, right? So a lot of times what happens as entrepreneurs is when we are in our real lives, we say things like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm going to do this trip and this is going to be so fun. <laughs> I'm going to hang out with my husband. And then when they're excited <laughs> on camera about their businesses, I got two into the snickerdoodles. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> We're like, tell me more. Tell me more, please. Know, Continue. But when we get excited on camera, as entrepreneurs, we're like, I'm really excited about my business. <laughs> It'd be really cool. You know what I mean? And the emotional accuracy is not there. Mm. It's not the same. Instead, we... <laughs> my husband just grabbed me. More water. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, hubby. MVP. 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 <laughs> right? So it's that emotionally accurate piece. Yeah. Hmm. We're like, if in person, we are excited like this, right? And then on camera, we are excited like this. It's not emotionally <laughs> accurate. That's not how we act when we're excited. Yes. And then we can get into the really nerdy charisma hacking things. And we can say, okay, if this emotion is this and this emotion is different, what's missing? <laughs> right? What are yeah. you doing with your voice? What are you doing with your face? What are you doing with your body when you are actually excited? Mm. How can we add those things in? Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm it's sorry. okay. It's okay. okay. So, my, so, my, my brother dances a lot when he's excited. That, yeah, I know. Well, the other, look, look at this, Marco. Like, I think, I think this is great because uh, I think we before we met you, we went through our first two seasons of 45 Life. And, and, I, and I relate to this story because uh, it was literally the fun in us, right? It's not the show, right? And the show is a little different, but... 
when we started with the camera, it was very similar, right? And right. and we're like, we, we lost practice on that aspect because we started the show. And even though we do it live, it's just a little different, right? We're interacting with somebody else, right? We have these cues to respond to. And then totally. same thing, you know, when we started season three or we pretended to start season three before the whole shebang of the group happened, we're like, yeah. the first video, I went back at it months later. I was like, what just happened to me? <laughs> like, who is this guy? Oh, horrible, right? And then, you know what? Uh, the other day, um, I think I shared a video where I was like making an arepa, right? And for those who don't know, the arepa is a, is a delicious Venezuelan food. You have to check it out. For those going, going to Fun Hiking Live, there's amazing restaurants. Let us know. We'll take you there in Orlando. Delish, delish. So uh, anyways, I was, I was talking about Fun Hiking Live being in Orlando and that we're like next door to Orlando. And it's like, by the way, you guys can eat these, right? And I started just doing like, and I was legit a conversation between me and whoever was there eating the arepa. And I was the first time like i did something like that and the engagement and everybody in there was like relating to that and like where can we eat and i was like huh and as you're talking like uh, and, and talking about the emotions i translated the emotions of the arepa which i adore and and is delicious into my story and it was very very successful at the point that we established different conversations and you know now we have people we're gonna be at boise next week they're like we have to make arepas of boise now which is incredible so we might be cooking okay. arepa. but but that's the thing like it's like taking it and i and i love how you break it down right like the where's the emotional context attach the emotions right mm -hmm. and i'm bringing them together so i i think this is incredible i think this is an episode that we have to share with the people in our group going through the challenge because totally. this is going to be definitely a learning yeah. lesson there uh for us and, and for the people going there right so uh yeah. thank and you also, i'm so sorry let me add something really fast do it also, do it it's is something where um you know i found this at the beginning of charisma hacking as well charisma i don't define charisma as being spastic really anymore right it's like it's it's not necessarily higher energy it's yeah. not necessarily uh more over the top stuff even though i know that that is how a lot of people would define charisma mm -hmm. the way yeah. that i define charisma is making strangers trust you and making those who know you aggressively devoted to you if you're able to do yeah. that you are charismatic right and everybody in the world already has somebody who's aggressively devoted to you We are not creating this from thin air. We're just recreating aggressively devoted relationships yes. on a massive scale, right? So as you look back at videos, I can look back at some of my videos too, right? And you see the things that you're trying to be stereotypically charismatic. The thing that you want to realize is that that's really serving no one by trying to be yeah. something that you're not, right? Yeah. The really interesting thing is like <laughs> for me, I'm a spaz, right? And I'm like <laughs> all over the place and all of these things, but- I know, bless your oh, husband. Bless your husband. <laughs> exactly, bless him, right? But a lot of people are not attracted to that. That yeah. doesn't resonate with a lot of people, right? I was charisma hacking um, somebody for Everyday Charisma, I won't tell you who it is, and their personality is completely different than mine. Yeah. They are very sweet, more subdued, uh, and they shared one of my videos of me charisma hacking them uh, on their own page with their own group. And the people who saw it from my side were like, yeah, McCall, yeah, you're the best, 
Yeah, because they're my people. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the comments that were on their page, their site, uh, some of them were like, oh, yeah, she's fun. And some of them were like, is she on cocaine? Like, it's literally <laughs> the comments that they put. And I was like, okay. You know, and at the beginning of Charisma Hacking, and I'm sure several years ago, that would have been so sad and so offensive. And I would have been like, oh, my gosh, people mm. don't like me. And it was so cool for me to see because I was like, oh, my gosh. This person has developed an audience that's attracted to their type of charisma. Mm. They're not drawn to me for a reason, I right? My, my people that are drawn to me are, once again, they're not the indifferent masses. Yeah. They're gradually yeah. devoted to me because they resonate with my type of charisma. But right. my type of charisma is not the trump card of, of charisma. Not everybody is attracted to my type of charisma, mm-hmm. right? That's why you have to make sure that you're building an audience for the right person. Because if you build it for somebody else, right, if you build it for a character that doesn't exist, Mm -hmm. people aren't going to invest in you, the person, right? You can be charismatic and be introverted and be shy and be, you know, softer spoken than I am. You can be charismatic with anything as long as you have somebody in your life that's already aggressively devoted to you. It's already worked once, right? A best friend, a parent, right? A sibling, whoever that may be. Your significant other is like right next to you, right? Like that. Your yeah. girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, like totally. that. They see you yeah. in the, the best and the worst. Yes, exactly. And, whoop. <laughs> and if you have that, if you have that, you can recreate that on a massive scale, right? You can take that and mm. you can you can recreate that with every person in your community. And why would you not want to do that, right? Why would you rather have fake relationships with people who don't care about you, who yeah. may comment once or twice, who will eventually leave, When you could have relationships that are just like that relationship you have with that aggressively devoted human. Which brings us back to the whole like being able to grow with your personality. As long as you are, you know, emotionally accurate, if we want to say authentic with these people, if you're open with them and if you're being yourself, they want you to grow. And in fact, they grow with you, which is really, really cool. Yes. Yeah. Well, that that is so, so important. You just handed the key for people to allow themselves to be themselves because so many people i i I mean it's so easy to fall into comparisons right see other people and be like oh i don't have that energy why am i not like that and then that's when you start falling in into out of character if we want to put it that way and developing the audience for the wrong character so so important what you just said thank you so much for sharing that I, I I want to transition. Yeah, I was same. I was, okay. I was good. Good. We, we, finally, oh, finally, we're finally, we're on the same page. On the same page. <laughs> we made it. Okay. Yeah, I, I love this. And just so you know, I, the, the, the key. Sorry, the key question is like, do we want to transition to the same thing? I'm pretty sure we do. I, I'm gonna put a little. Yeah, I'm gonna put a little bookmark in here because I do want to eventually come back into discovering emotional context and all that stuff. But for now, let's transition. And I'm sure my brother here. Let me. Uh, let me. Should I say? And then you say like, oh, that was that was the thing. Yeah, let's do okay. it. Let's do that. Let's okay. Do that. Okay. Pressure's so, on. So as as the show has continued, like in this past minutes, I'm perplexed on how your stories have evolved. I'm like, that's one. Obviously, you. I mean, you are in front of a camera most of the day sharing your message, sharing. Like, it's about the repetition, about consistency, right? And also, the message, like, is so clear. You're like, and then the fact that you were transparent, you accepted. Look, at the beginning of my thing, this is what I believed. This is what I believe now through the feedback and the execution and so on. And, you know, so many people, right, start there uh, or, or try to start with the end in mind, like, 
you know, what if I change my mind? That's totally okay, right? Yeah. It's the same totally. thing happened to us through our messaging, through the content, and we found stuff that resonated with people, resonates with us internally. We're like, oh, this feel comfortable sharing because we believe in this, and then the people that believe in that comes in. So all ties down, right? And the evolution of your content is it? Is this it? Okay, okay. Kinda. I'm yeah, going. Yeah. Okay, okay. You're good. You're good. Yeah, let's go, team. Let's go. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, anyways, so before you or when we met you, you had the community. You started with this. You were already serving people, but then you discovered a, a content framework that works for you, right? And we talked about the messaging also and, and like the emotions that work for us. And yeah. I was going through my mind. It's like, how, I'm re how am I relating this to the content, right? And a lot of the conversations that we have with very high level people that are like, hey, give me everything. Like, like, uh, like uh, give me all the assets. I want to publish everywhere. I'm like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa, slow down. Like, <laughs> what is your capacity, right? Like, what is your capacity of production? What is your capacity of distribution? There's a lot of things in there, right? Because uh, we've seen we deliver what they want and then they don't, they can't execute because there's no capacity or resources, right? So, what I, how I see it on your end, you're talking about the capacity and resources of emotions together with your message to get it out. But also, I want to be, I want to shine light in how you publish, right? Because yeah. everybody out there has their own way to publishing. For us, we found the show. There's a reason we do it live. There's a reason we do it three times a week. There's a reason that, that we execute. And this program or like this framework might work for some people might work yeah. might not work for others so yeah. i want you to walk us through how you discover the publishing that you currently do like what was the idea behind the framework on on daily hacking or the charisma hacking that you yeah. do every single day and how are you being how are you being able to stay consistent yeah oh my gosh that's such a great question it uh So this is, this is actually the new program that I'm launching in the next month, which is really fun. Um, it's all based, so it's called Four Figure Fans, and it teaches people how to create daily content. It has a content and outreach and a sales part of it that helps people create, you know, fans that pay them thousands of dollars through this specific system. Um, because to be completely honest, Everyday Charisma, that's my daily show, has uh, been the biggest contributor to the success of my business and you know content is profit literally my content is profit so with uh every charisma, we figured this out you just trigger the horn uh, saying <laughs> with everyday charisma we figured it out um through a calculator every view not unique view but every view of everyday charisma is worth two dollars and fifty cents to me so wow. it's crazy it's crazy and The way that I've created that, um, I call it low energy content. So the only way that that's uh, been a sustainable content model for me is that I created a framework um, with this low energy content model that takes me zero to five minute prep or zero to five minutes of prep a day. I have an hour of prep a week total in order to do that show. Mm. And um, it's it's been something that because it is so when I say low energy, I mean the energy that it takes to prep something. Yes. Right. So at the beginning of my charisma hacking Facebook group, I was training every single day. It was awesome. It was amazing, and it burned me out so mm -hmm. fast. Right. Yes. Having to come up with content every single day is so hard. It's so hard. It's hard to be consistent. And if you ever think to yourself. 
I don't have the energy to go live right now. It's not that you don't have the time, it's that it feels hard, right? We have to take out that friction and we have to take out what makes that hard in order for it to be a sustainable content model, in mm -hmm. order for it to actually be something that feeds your business, that feeds the profits of your business. Right. So with, yeah, with my low energy content, it's been really cool. It's been the thing that has drawn the most partners to me. It's been the thing that uh, has made the most noise on the internet. Right. A lot of people have talked about like the dream 100 strategy. I know uh, Russell did a podcast episode for marketing secrets on it. Uh, Dave did a click funnels radio episode on it, which was really, really nice. Um, it, it's been the thing that yes. has made the most difference yes. in my business. And it's the thing that takes Oh, oh, oh no! The lowest amount of energy for me oh. because I'm just talking. Oh no! Did I freeze? No, no, hold on, you're back. We got you're you back. back. We got you that, back. You, you held us. You know, you're right there. That, we're just gonna say that was on purpose. Um, editor, edit this. No, I'm kidding. It's gonna continue to be live. <laughs> all right, all right, of course. We we what almost what? lost lost you there for like two seconds. This was too okay. good for the internet to handle. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. It's too too much. much. Uh, you, you can keep going. You can keep going with the goodness because this is yeah, amazing. It, it, honestly, it's it's been the thing that's made the most difference and it's the thing that's been the lowest energy. It's the most sustainable part of my business as well. Hmm. Uh, and it drives people. It drives people to my business. It drives people to wow. Charisma Hacking. It's educational. It tells them what they need to know in order to join my programs. It establishes my authority without having to come up with trainings every single day. Um, it's been awesome. Yeah, it's been really cool. I love it. Ooh, I, I, baby. I, I'm so curious. I mean, first of all, Thank you for sharing that. Hashtag I love it. Smooth operator. I, I remove the friction. Yes. Just saying. We everything, say it all the time. Everything that you oh. said about removing the friction, we believe 150,000 <laughs> percent. Um, it. Yeah, it, it is literally part of the message that we preach all the time is remove the friction, right? The minimal viable content. And it yeah. looks different for everybody, but I'm very curious on how did you get to your minimum viable content, right? How, what yeah. was that challenge on, you know, Michael Jones from Content is Profit, Profit episode 28 <laughs> yeah. to Michael Jones, Content is Profit episode 139, right? Like, what was it that happened in there <laughs> that made you say, I need to do this low friction, daily charisma hacking show And let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, <laughs> it was a couple different things with charisma hacking in general. So I've had a lot of really extraordinary people be incredibly kind to me and highlight my things very early on, right? Russell, like four months in, was like, do something for True CCX. And I was like, okay, right? <laughs> really, really nice. But the, the whole concept of charisma hacking is new. Right. People yeah, don't yeah. know what that is. Right. And I knew that I had to educate people on that because um, I don't believe once again, we're getting controversial up in here. Do it. it. Do it. <laughs> I don't believe in paying people for friendship. I don't want anybody to pay me for mine. Um, I love to be a lot of people's friend, but I want you to pay for solutions. I want you to pay for results. I don't want you to pay me for my friendship. Right. And a lot of times at the beginning of charisma hacking, you know, because I'm like a crazy lady and people would come in and they'd be like, oh my gosh, I want to be close to you. Basically, I want to pay you for your friendship. And then they would be like, what is charisma hacking after they've already really bought into my programs? And I put a, a firm stop to that by being like, listen, I need to educate people on what this is because I alone, my personality alone is not going to drive the sales of my company. It 
yeah. could, right? I know a lot of people are like, ah, oh, charisma is king, which obviously I help people be more charismatic, but you have to start with a solution that works just yeah. ethically. I don't work with anybody who doesn't have a solution that works because of that. I don't think you should yeah. pay people for their friendship. So it started with education. Yeah. I was like, listen, how can I show people that charisma hacking not only works, but that the people that they admire are already using its tactics and principles, right? So I started breaking down different people. It also was a really cool way for me to connect with my Dream 100 people yeah. uh, and be like, listen, look what you're doing. Like, isn't this cool? Uh, I really, I read people and break them down all day. Uh, and I figured, listen, I could, I could talk about something that I'm an expert on for 15 minutes every day and educate people on what charisma hacking is get in front of their faces uh, to make sure that they know that they need this and then they will move into my programs yes. instead of like, they know that they like me and then learn what my programs are. Yeah. Um, first say, attract them to the solution and then you can attract them with your personality so that all your competitors become irrelevant. But yeah. I have a solution that works and I wasn't satisfied with just having charisma and then not like very, very tight, measurable, repeatable results. So I really focused, I really focused on that. And it was, it was really important to me. Ooh, that's awesome. So good. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to, again, highlight your minimal viable content, not just your minimal viable content, but your minimal viable platform, right? Like there's some elements in there that you might identify, you know, for us, we call it friction points, you know, and then it's like, how do I crush that friction point? It's like, do I put a resource in there? Is, is my capacity really allowing me to go there? And just before this, we had a call with an, uh, an amazing group of people, an amazing group of entrepreneurs. They have uh, an organization in Africa as well, right? And we were talking about the concept of, of their platform, right? Like they're about to launch their, their podcast, their show with interviews with CEOs, right? And and then after that conversation, they completely flipped the conversation into the nonprofit side of their business, right? And how they want to create all this show and how they want to do a live stream in Africa, right? And I think it's a wonderful idea. Like the guy's like, Hey, by the way, they're going to be in the show in, in about two weeks. So we're going to dive into that. But cool. the conversation was like, look, if you ask me, all that idea is what it sounds amazing. It's about the consistency yeah. on like, how long can you like produce that? Right? Like, so yeah. we got to identify where are the friction points. So if the friction point is coordinate the live stream so it can shoot that you guys can shoot in Africa and Canada because they're based in Canada, that yeah. might be a friction point there. What is the, what is the process to get that done? Right? Do we have the the resources to put in there so going back to your definition of the low energy show like okay remove the friction right so maybe at first to launch the show mm -hmm. we leave that part out that's fine that can come later but build the consistency build the systems right and then evolve your show and and this is when we talk about content evolution right like it's not just how it looks how it feels the story it's like the process also of creating your main pieces of content like you've done right you created first the trainings and then it yeah. evolved into your charisma hacking show daily charisma hike which is insane it's incredible you know we've you. we've been present every time that we can you know even on a saturday with baby luca i remember <laughs> that was incredible i love it and and then that has educated your audience that ha but it causes not not a lot of friction in you because yeah. you can execute on a daily basis so i encourage everybody if you're listening right now well first go watch your show which is incredible right Thank second <laughs> rethink like how are you publishing are you adding friction to your own yeah. process, to your own show. There's a reason that we do this on StreamYard. Like we have all our team is like, guys, you have to go do uh, OBS and the gamer stuff because they're all gamers and we appreciate it. at some point, yes, like we might get there. But right now we have no idea how to run that or we don't even yeah. want to go do that. 
When, that, yeah. when we have the resources and the capacity and the will to <laughs> the do will. it that way. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. cool. Then we can talk and we'll do it that way. But right now, it's like, what is what can we get out of the door right now that is going to deliver massive amounts of value without having to take that much effort from our side, right? Again, just remove that friction. So thank you so much. I, I'm extremely curious. I know I interrupted my brother here, but it's, yeah, it's, mean, it's, it's all good it's in here. All, if you do it every, every day, happens, my, my okay, call, I'm used to it. I, I'm very curious <laughs> on your four-figure fans, you know, and we, we still have a, a few minutes left. So f feel free to explain for everybody what what is going to be, what can people expect from it. Um, Yeah. This question is honestly for me. I'm like super curious. I'm like, let's go. Let's yeah, see what totally. it is. <laughs> totally. So four figure fans. Yeah. So four figure fans is um, at first it started as a course and then I took five people through it uh, as a live version of it. And we realized that it's not a course. It's a 90 day program. So it's a 90 day program that takes you through the process of creating four-figure fans. So by the end of the program, you have created uh, an organic lead gen source that is consistently bringing in awesome leads for you. You also build a show during it. You have uh, a very specific Charisma video outreach system, and uh, you have the Charisma hacking method of sales. Yeah. Uh, my sales percentage is 70%. So we're, we're getting, we're trying to get everybody to that level. And we are creating a show kind of like everyday charisma and they have this awesome outreach method. So it's this wow. 90 day program. It's very intense, uh, but it, it helps you hone in on your message. It helps you hone in on all those things. You do have to actually have a product and a solution to go through it. Uh, it is a higher level um, program, but it's so just taking the five people through it so far, it was life changing for every wow. single one of them. It was really, really cool. We did Ooh. that in 20 weeks. Uh, which was really fun. Uh, we had somebody get a sale within the first six days of the program, which was crazy. Um, uh, yeah, so Four Figure Fans is coming out. It's going to be awesome. I can't take that many people through it at once, uh, but there will be a new section uh, starting every other week. So yeah. there will be max 10 people at a time going through the program. And then a new cohort will start every other week. That's awesome. Uh, I'm really excited. So yeah, we're hoping to launch it by the end of March. Yes. Uh, really systemized and... And yeah, so I'm really excited about it. It'll be really Where, cool. nice. You you know what? The audience is going, very excited going too. Yes. They are going Where, crazy. By the way, when this audio comes out, it's probably gonna be very close to that date. When well, not end of March, beginning of March, but still like they, they can they can find out more. Where can they go to find out more about this? Yeah, so charismavault.com is where I put everything. So charismavault.com, you'll also get access to just the free vault that has all the episodes of Everyday Charisma, the show that we've been talking about in there. And then there will be a link in there to sign up uh, to apply and, and see if you're a good fit for four-figure fans. Um, yeah, so charismavault.com would be so great. Yes, I also have awesome. one other thing, too, to add, you guys, if I can, really fast. Um, with the minimal viable... Uh, content that you guys are talking about on the platform. Um, the thing that I think that everybody really needs to realize is two things. So the first one is uh, you have to think of it as a time versus energy thing. It's not that you don't have time to do things. And I think when we get stuck in that mindset, we can really start to feel guilty about being entrepreneurs because you can be sitting there at the end of the day and you're like, I have an hour. Why didn't I publish today? Like I have an hour left, but it's the amount of energy that it takes, the amount of effort that it takes to to put something together, right? And if it's, 
you know, high time, obviously it's going to be high energy, but there are things that don't take that much time that just take too much energy, right? Yes. It's the reason why you can only work with specific people. Because if you work with the wrong people, they'll drain your energy and, you know, <laughs> you should be charging them 20 times more yep. than the other people who take fewer energy, right? The other thing too is that... Um, Everything with Charisma Hacking is about creating connection and trust with people. And two of the very key elements of doing that are consistency and predictability. So creating a show that is sustainable and that is able to be consistent, we're trying to create what's called a parasocial relationship with people. We're trying to make them feel like they are friends with us. Right. So it is it's so important to be consistent and predictable, both with your content and your personality so that you can actually create fans so that you're not just creating one hit wonder videos where people watch it and then they fall out of your value ladder yeah right? absolutely. So, that is so important so so important we're gonna have to clip this part and just like send it to the world Bring in yeah. the fire my cause always oh thank you this has been so good and i'm very excited and because it resonates so much with what we've done you know for us from the minimum viable content to the minimum viable platform you know, totally. to, to working every single day in our Facebook lives. Like there's always something new to learn and, and improve and, and work and test your message. And I think like yeah. today we live in a, in a world where technology allows us to do that on a daily basis, multiple times. Right. Yeah. So thank you for coming on last couple of questions. That's it. Almost over action point for somebody that's in this publishing game. They're starting, they want to get momentum. What is your number one action point for them? So I would say, um, <laughs> don't create noise on the internet, please. It's it's one of those things that every piece of content that you put out should be leading people somewhere. Don't just create content for the sake of content because you will burn out and people aren't going to watch it. People feel like because people say publish, 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 they go on, they start a Facebook live and they're like telling stories about their lives and things. And the thing that is a little bit hard to hear, but so true is that because we're using all of our social media platforms as a business platform, if you aren't helping people first, they will not care because they don't have a reason to. They won't care about your life unless they know selfishly that you can help them first, Mm -hmm. right? So every single piece of content that you put out should be leading people somewhere. It should be either, either giving them education so that they can join your programs or have a call to action to watch another video, right? It should be leading them in a direction. It should always be leading people up that customer ascension ladder, every single piece of content. If it doesn't, then that content is is not doing you any favors. Yeah. In fact, it's just creating distractions for people, right? When you get to the point where people are going to be obsessed with your personality, because those things are important as well, it just comes at a different order. And those things are leading people into you, the person to invest in you, the person even more. You just have to make sure you're ordering them the right way. So I would say before every piece of content that you put out, right, even on a post-it note, what is the purpose of this content? Where are you leading people? Where are you leading them? Why should you put out this specific piece of content with every post that you do, every video that you do? And if you can't answer that question, you got to figure it out really quick because (laughs) It means you are publishing content that isn't doing your businesses any favors, right? And we don't want to do that. Content takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of upkeep. And if it's not helping your business, then why are you doing it, right? We can create content that actually makes us money. Because if it's not making you money, there's no point to it. There's no point to the content. So make sure you are writing down the purpose. Where are you leading them? What's the purpose of that specific piece of content? I love it. I love that phrase you said. They won't care about your life unless they know 
you can help them first. I think that is so important because, like you said, a, a lot of people just jump in and start telling stories. And right. at that point now, you're just losing your time, you know, wasting your resources when first take care of other people, right? Like help them. Right. Just uh, that is so, so important. Writing down what is the purpose of this. I, I think that's a great activity for people that are listening right now. Do it. Go live in an hour from now. But before going live, write down what is the purpose of this piece of content. I think it is so, so, so important. Thank you for, for sharing that. Yes. Sure. Last question, McCall. I'm actually very excited for this because we've seen yeah. your evolution. Where will you be if you did not publish? Oh, um, I wouldn't be in business <laughs> if I did not publish. Oh, man. Um, everything started with publishing. Everything started with publishing. I... I attracted people to me with my publishing. Um, I mean, publishing consistently. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a successful business without publishing. the The whole content is profit thing, guys. You, you. I guess you can create a profit without content, but I will be honest. I don't know how. Right. <laughs> my entire business is based on content. The whole thing is based on content and it's not just volume of content. It's purposeful content. It's the right kind of content. If you have the right kind of content, it feeds the profits every single day. Yes. Remember my, my low energy content is worth $2 and 50 cents of you, right? It literally is a profit. But I, I know I'm making a profit off. So it's, it's, I would not be anywhere. Content is everything. Content, content, content. Thank wow. you. I think we're going to have to change the name of the show to Content is Everything. Content is Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that. Yes. Wow. Thank you, Michael. Today, definitely like honored to have you here again for the second time. Thank you for having me. Yes. You guys, you guys, I don't even talk about this, but you guys have done such awesome things since we last spoke, too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So I know. You got you to gotta give me that calculator. I want to run our show and our viewership into the money Ooh. calculator. I want to see. I'm very curious yeah. now to see like what that translates into. Uh, yeah. I, I'm confident because since we started the show, I mean, since we started our Facebook lives the very, the very first time, things have exploded and uh, content is everything really for us. And obviously it translates into profit, but profit for us is not just the money, but the time, your team, the change that we can create, you know, moving forward. So uh, thank you. I think in the future, I'm going to call this out. I'm going to be hashtag table phase. My call, we got to be, we got to collaborate. I think I think yeah. there's there's synergy here. There's love. love the, the brothers have love to share. Don't worry. Katie won't be jealous. I love it. Miss Bros, you guys, I feel like I feel like you're my brothers. I said the same thing to Parker Woodward. I feel like I have a lot of internet like little brothers. I'm like, yeah, you guys are all just talking The crew, the crew. The crew. Um are you gonna be joining in Orlando on Fun Hacking Live? Yes. Of course I will be Done. there. So, so you know, content party. We, we have to figure out a content party or something. I don't yes. know. Uh, we'll figure it out. Well, Fonzie, any last thoughts? No, I am extremely happy that, that you are here today with us, Michael. I love everything that you shared and can't wait to, to share this message with more people. This, this interview had a lot of purpose. Yes. And I am excited to put it out there because I know it's going to help a lot of people. So thank you so much. Yes. Michael, so any, any last thoughts, any last things that we might have missed? No, do everything the biz bros say. I think they're brilliant. <laughs>
Thank you. Thank you for the testimonial. And with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at Beast Bros Co. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful and full of purpose and you think my call is awesome, please don't forget to share it and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Bye, guys.